Marcast dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today, man's point of view, we're gonna talk about how fast should men go sexually. And it's just the way I wrote it, it's loaded, because it has the word should. And should in and of itself is is highly subjective, right? And, all this dating advice is, is highly subjective. Uh, just because I say something doesn't mean it uh, is inherently right, uh, that someone doesn't have the right to, to disagree. Um, and usually what I end up representing is not just me, but I think a large swath of men in general. And when I talk about understanding men, it's not understanding every man in every situation. I can't speak for all guys. I could say in general, this is what a large percentage of guys uh, think and if you understand what they think, uh, it may impact the way you interact with them. So that's the angle that I'm coming from. It's not necessarily a blind defense of men, more an observation about men. Uh, if I pour water on the table, I'm, it might get things really messy. It doesn't mean I endorse pouring wa water on the table or making a mess. We can, we can observe the properties of water by watching it spill. So sometimes we just observe men, and, and when we talk about sex, um, we have to acknowledge that men and women are sometimes different when it comes to sex. Here's a, here's a perfect example. Uh, years ago, four years ago, uh, you could Google it, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll make you laugh. I did a contest. I was running a, a, a coaching program called Focus Coaching, and I did a contest uh, on the worst dates ever. I asked women to send in uh, you know, a couple paragraphs about the worst date they'd ever been on. I got 200 submissions. So you can Google evanmarquettes.com top 10 worst dates ever, and you could see these worst dates. But I got over 200 submissions, and if there was a common thread between the worst dates, it was um, men move too fast sexually or are really weird sexually. So uh, I'm not gonna throw all guys under the bus, it's not all guys, it's not all situations, but men have testosterone, testosterone drives sex, and men and women see sex differently. Men will have sex with uh, pretty much anything that moves as long as it doesn't bite. Uh, given the right circumstances, uh, women often have to like the thing that moves. And right there, that separates us. 33 said men move too fast physically. Um, so again, they weren't even part of the contest. They weren't in the top 10 because it was so very common and there were sort of horror stories about men moving too fast. Three stories were about men emerging naked uh, from the bathroom or the bedroom, uh, unsolicited, just showing up naked. And there were three stories about men, three, about men ejaculating on women unsolicited. Like literally she's like standing there looking at his library of books and he comes off and whacks off and, you know, behind her and ejaculates on her. Three separate stories of that happening. Some of the contest uh, top 10 people, and these, these were not the winners of the bad date contest. There was a man who gave a woman on a first date an assless pleather jumpsuit. There was a married man who offered to pay his first date for sex. There was a guy who uh, ran into a drunken friend of his uh, while he was on a date with another woman, brought her into the car, and went down on his friend on the date in front of his date. And there was another man who gave his date an eight-inch purple dildo. 
Um, I'm really impressed with my camera guys for not even cracking a smile over this because this is outrageous. I mean, if you're the woman, it's it's terrible and it's scary. From a third-party perspective, it's, it's outrageously funny because it's so weird and inappropriate and disgusting. Um, so all of this validates my credo that men look for sex and find love. Right? Men look for sex and find love. And what that means is that a man is not going to come up to you at a bar because he thinks you seem like you're an intelligent person, right? and that you're going to be a great understanding mother to his kids one day. He thinks you're physically attractive and he'd like to sleep with you. That is his only excuse for coming up and talking to you. Right? And in the act of pursuing sex, he discovered, oh, she's actually cool too. Right? So I'm not saying it's good or bad or otherwise. I'm saying we all observe this happen all the time. Right? So let's not pretend that it should be otherwise. It, it is. That's the way men pursue sex. Right? So if all this behavior, this bad date behavior is uh, inappropriate, it begs the question of what is appropriate. So remember, the topic of this is how fast should men move sexually? So I'm just going to tell a couple of stories um, that are going to set some boundaries and some guidelines uh, and, and at least get you thinking about what is appropriate from your perspective. I had a client. Her name was Jennifer. Um, there's lots of Jennifers, so I'm not outing her here. And she told me that she was on a date with a guy. I don't remember what date it was. but. You know, probably one of the first few dates. Um, she felt chemistry with this guy. Uh, everything was good. They're back at her place. They're in her kitchen, if I recall. And they're making out and kissing. And they kissed in the kitchen for an hour. And I remember her, it's my client, who's you know, presumably in her late 30s, early 40s, um, complaining to me that, What's wrong with this guy? Like, we kissed in the kitchen for an hour. He didn't do anything more. She was frustrated that this guy wouldn't escalate things, and he kept things at kissing. Right? Just hold that thought. Right? Now, again, the guy's not obliged to do more. Right? But usually women are receptive to men's advances. Men touch. They try to pull off your shirt. They try to reach for your belt buckle. This guy wasn't doing anything. Just hanging out in the kissing zone for an entire hour. There's another story. A uh, client of mine, San Francisco, uh, Asian woman, if I recall. Not that it's relevant to the story. I'm just trying to put the pieces together. Um, she had a guy who waited seven dates to kiss her. Uh, when I dug deeper, because I was her coach and I was walking her through this process, we were talking on the phone every week and seeing if there was any progress in the story. Um, eventually, he made a move um, because I encouraged her to create conditions. I said, like, literally, invite him to your house, tell him to bring a bottle of wine and a toothbrush. Like, you can make this thing happen, but you really have to create the conditions because clearly she's like, is he gay? I said, I don't know. What incentive does he have to ask you out seven times if he's gay? but he's definitely afraid of making a move. So create conditions. So she created conditions for him to make a move. When the story came out, turns out that this guy on the first or second date uh, was walking with her after dinner, went to put his arm around her. And because she was um, uh, liked to move slower, or was unsure about how she felt about him, she took his arm off of her. And right there, it got cemented. Don't make a move on this one. Right. 
So she didn't know it. She didn't know that she sent him a signal that she wasn't interested, but that's what he internalized. So she kept going out with him thinking, I'm going out with you. You can make a move. He's like, I tried to put my arm around you and you shot me down. Why would I make a move? You could see this stalemate that they had. So this is a guy who on the second day tries to put his arm around her, gets shot down, then doesn't make a move, frustrating the woman, all right, where both people are expecting the other party to do something different. Personal story. Um, and I've got a lot of great sex stories, not necessarily about sex, but usually things going wrong. <laughs> um, there's someone I dated 15 years ago, briefly. Uh, it, was, it was four dates. And she was, she was cool. I, 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 I liked her. But I recall that every date ended with kissing, very much like the, 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 the first story I mentioned. It was, you know, the hour of kissing in the kitchen. Every date ended with kissing, which is fine, except that's all that happened. And whenever I tried to go further on, and I know, if I know me, I tried on date one, and I tried on date two, and I tried on date three, and I tried on date four. <laughs> we, we just got stuck in the kissing zone. Which again, uh, there's not a right or a wrong in this situation. All I could say, not to make myself look good, is that there was no date five. She is, was entitled to have her, her boundaries, um, and I was entitled to say, hey, I, you know, um, we can move faster than kids move in ninth grade. That was my, my perspective on that. And I think it's a lot of guys' perspective on it, is we're gonna try. You are entitled to set your boundaries, but again, it's, it, relationships are a Venn diagram. Right? Men and women have to overlap. And if you set your boundaries here and his, his boundaries are here and there's no overlap, the thing doesn't work. So I've just told you a bunch of stories that kind of all mesh together and contradict each other. So we see women get annoyed when a guy moves too slow. Women get annoyed when a guy moves too fast. <laughs> so what's a guy to do? I, I, I'm posing the question. I have an answer, but I'm posing the question to you because guys are really confused about the right way to do things since you can't seem to come to a consensus about the right way to do things. And that's what we're gonna talk about after the break. And I will tell you definitively exactly what guys should do right, and what women should let men do sexually, pacing-wise, uh, during the early phases of courtship. This is Evan Mark Katz. This is the Love You Podcast, and we will be right back. Hey, this is Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. This is the Love You Podcast. We talk about everything that you need to know about dating, relationships, men, and sex. And this is the second half of a podcast talking about how fast men should go sexually. And, um, you know, again, I'll be the first to acknowledge there isn't one answer. I'm going to give you one answer, but there isn't one answer. Reasonable people can disagree. And I always go back to the concept of that Venn diagram, right? Venn diagrams, two circles overlap. That's what a relationship is, right? And there's men and there's women, or there's you and the guy that you're with at any given time. You have to find a point where you could agree and overlap and find a point of compromise where both people are happy, right? If both people cannot live with the compromise, it's not working. And the problem is people set their boundaries in places that don't work for a large majority of the, the population, right? Imagine the guy who insisted on getting laid on the first date. Insist, if I don't get laid on the first date, I'm out. Is that reasonable? Well, he may think it's reasonable. Hey, that's the only way I know if I like a woman is if, you know, if I sleep with her and, you know, we gotta, you know, you gotta test drive the car first. And the guy leads with that. 
Bye. Right. But understand, I, I've, I've worked with people all over the world, all different religions and ages, right? and I know there are some women who are holding out for marriage. Um, you're entitled to that. Of course you're entitled to that, but it's an extreme. Percentage-wise, 97% of people have premarital sex. So you're holding out for 3% of the population. You're allowed to do it, but just know that most guys are not going to have a positive reaction. Yeah. Um, I also know a lot of women who have set rules for themselves, and uh, their reasons for the rules is not that, is often not even because they don't want to. It's because they almost don't trust themselves. They'll say things like, uh, I don't kiss on the first date. And, and basically, they, they associate, well, kissing is, you know, just like, like a slippery slope to sex. And I, so if I kiss on the first date, I'm just going to have sex. And I don't want to have sex on the first date, so I just won't kiss. Or, or I don't want to send him the wrong signal, right? As if kissing is the equivalent of intercourse. All right, so I've worked with a lot of women who make up rules, like arbitrary rules about the number of dates that it takes before a guy is allowed to kiss them. The problem is no guy on the planet has read the rule book that you created in your head. And so where does that leave you? Right. When men, we talk about men looking for sex, uh, men like to kiss on the first date. We're driven by that lust and that attraction. That's why we're, we're there. And in, in, in a way, that it, for a lot of guys, it almost feels like their reward. Hey, I planned this great first date for you. We spent four hours together bonding. I picked up the check. Right. His reward is a kiss at the end of the night, in his mind. It's not saying it's fair or justified or that you owe it to him. I'm just giving you a piece of his perspective. Right? So you can't make a guy wrong for doing something that's largely considered normal behavior, men acting on their attraction, not overly aggressive, not like one step from rape, but a guy leaning in to kiss you on, on the first date, for example. So let's do a role reversal. It's, it's hard for people to do role reversals, but I think it's really valuable. Imagine. You went out with a guy in this hypothetical world where you were really attracted to him. You had an amazing time together. Um, you talked all week. You, you were out until two in the morning. You laughed. You touched. It was, everything was perfect. And then at the end of the night, you leaned in to kiss him. And he said, I don't do that. He turned his cheek to you. What? Could you imagine a guy turning his cheek to you and saying, I don't do that after you had this amazing date? How would you feel? How would you feel if you had this amazing connection with a guy, amazing attraction with a guy, right? And he turned his cheek and said, I don't do that. Would you feel confused? Would you feel embarrassed? Would you feel rejected? Would you want to put yourself back in that position again to go out with that guy again, have an amazing time with him again, and then try to kiss him again only to get another cheek or an, I don't do that? Most women have never contemplated that in my experience, but that's exactly what happens when a guy takes you out and has a great time and is attracted to you and gets a cheek. Right? And that's why the best course of action is, of course, to reciprocate when a guy makes a first move, right? instead of to reject him and then explain, I'm sorry, I just, I'm uncomfortable, or I don't do that, or I don't do that now, or right, the, the, the discussion about sex, the negotiation for sex. Right? If you want to see a guy again and he tries to kiss you, the best bet is to kiss him back.
It's not a promise to have sex with him. It's not a promise to marry him. It's not a promise of anything, right? It's letting him know, yes, you're attractive to me. Yes, you've done a good job, right? Yes, I want to see you again. It's a validation of all the effort he put in for you. And if you, if you say, I don't want to do that, I'm not obliged. No, you're not. But you're going to end up making the guy that supposedly you like feel really foolish and embarrassed and confused, which is not the emotion that you want to evoke at the end of a date. So when we talk about the sexual stuff and the proper pacing for sex, again, I know I'm just one guy and one opinion and one microphone, and I know the limits of my, my scope and my readership. Um, but I think that this is very achievable, doable, fair, and I dare I say most effective for, to make women and men happy. I, I have a TED talk that I did once upon a time, um, you could look it up, uh, called no, no More Bad Dates. It's about my 222 rule for online dating. And I say in general, men want speed and women want comfort. In general, there's some women who want speed and they'll wanna have sex on the first date. But in general, they want comfort. They wanna know that they're, this is a guy that they like, who respects them, who's, who potentially sees a future and is not using her for sex. Comfort matters more to, to women and speed matters more to men, in general. So I advocate, given this, um, going back to the high school rules. I talk about this in my Why He Disappeared book. How did people approach things in high school largely before they were having sex or when sex was a big deal, right? They went around the bases. We don't, I don't have to outline the bases for you, first base, second base, third base, but we kind of all have a basic idea of how, how that operates. So I advocate going around the bases when you are dating in those first four or five weeks before you're deciding whether you're boyfriend and girlfriend, right? And as long as you're moving forward, Right? As long as stuff's progressing, you're not, you're not just kissing for two straight months, which is bound to frustrate most women and pretty much every guy. Right? As long as you're moving forward and there's some gratification and there's some incentive for him to say, hey, I, that, that was fun. I want to come back for more instead of that was really, really frustrating. He's going to want to come back for more, which again matters. It's a piece of the puzzle. Right? It's not that your boundaries don't matter. It's that his wishes matter too. And it's so hard for people to understand that. Now, it's easy to say that the right guy will just do what you want, right? The right guy is never going to reach for your bra strap when you're not ready, but that's not reality. He's going to usually go as far as he can go and he's gonna let you guide him. And so my recommendation is that if you can see things from his point of view, you want a man to see things from your point of view, if you can see things from his point of view, if he doesn't get any sexual gratification from your interactions, right? He's not getting what he wants out of dating, right? Um, and you're denying a, a very real part of most men. There are some guys who are timid guys who are like, you know, I, I don't want to make her uncomfortable. I don't want to do anything untowards. I just, you know, there are guys who are perfectly content. And those are guys who are usually in the friend zone because they have very little confidence, but they're guys who are perfectly content to date you for forever. Right? And they won't make a first move and they won't make you uncomfortable, but they, they, lack, they lack some confidence, they lack some masculine energy, and, um, and they're not always the guys that excite you. And then you find the guy who excites you and he turns out to be some guy who gives you an eight-inch eight purple dildo. So there's definitely something in between and that's what I'm trying to outline. 
for normal people who are on a dating path, go around the bases, <laughs> right? I, I know this doesn't always land right, but think about, I've done a previous podcast on this, think about guys who think it's stupid to pay for women on dates, to call and plan and pay, it's stupid. Well, the guy who thinks it's stupid to pay for a date is not gonna do very well in dating because he's denying something that most women want. It was that chivalry, that generosity of spirit. Right? A woman who thinks it's stupid <laughs> that a guy needs to have some measure of sexual gratification, a path to potentially getting laid one day instead of sitting on his hands and pretending, um, it's, it's a similar thing. You can't really deny other people's needs. You can't deny other people's wishes. We need to find a middle ground. And understanding the man's middle ground is, gives you power. So we've established a guy who calls and plans and pays and makes an effort, right? Calls you multiple times a week, wants to see you multiple times a week to win you over, to take down his profile. He stands the best chance of becoming the boyfriend, right? A woman, and again, I'm gonna be gauche and crude, a woman who gives a great blowjob also has a great chance of getting a second date. And I'm not saying you have to do it, right? If you're completely uncomfortable and you think everything I'm saying is disgusting and you know, uh, selfish from a man's point of view, that, that, that's fine. Again, whatever your boundaries are, are your boundaries. But I can tell you, a lot of guys could hang out on third base there for a while, right, while you both figure out whether you should be in an exclusive sexual relationship. So I call this sex exclusivity, right? You don't have sex with a guy, you don't have intercourse with a guy until he takes down his online dating profile, says, I wanna be your boyfriend, right? If you can do this, it, Right? You're gonna do very, very well with men. You have that boundary, but you have a lot of gratification up until that boundary. And if this guy doesn't step up and claim you as his, his, as his girlfriend, he doesn't get anywhere, you get rid of him. But if you stick with these rules, no second date, no third date, right? you, you, you can't, you know, these, these numbers of dates that you have in your head, you're gonna find that a lot of guys don't wanna stick around to find out what happens in the next chapter. And they're not necessarily wrong. Listen. I want to reiterate something. Um, nobody deserves any, anything, right? Men don't deserve sex without putting in any effort or commitment. Women don't deserve to have a, a guy who is the most thoughtful, sh chivalrous, generous guy if she doesn't do anything uh, to reciprocate. This isn't about deserving. The, the problem I see in dating is that everybody sees things just through their own lens. Right? And we don't give value or credence to other people's lenses. So I know, as a coach for women, I understand right, that you want to feel safe before you go far. And you're not always attracted to a guy. You have to be comfortable. Again, it's all true and it's all valid. Right? So all I would ask you, when you're considering stomaching these, these uh, maybe different guidelines that, that, that sound like I'm asking you to go a, a little bit faster or a little, a little bit further, right, is asking you, is what you're doing effective and working? Or are you finding that you're having a lot of difficulty in the area of sex, right? Where there's a lot of men disappearing, uh, a lot of frustration, a lot of negotiation, a lot of confusion. I just had a client who, um, you know, put the brakes on at, uh, at second base. And this is a 50-year-old woman. She put the brakes on at second base um, and got, went into a whole explanation where if, you know, she let him go any further, um, then she would have to have sex with him and she doesn't want to have sex with him yet. And so it became like this whole thing where he's like negotiating for sex. And the guy just said, this is too difficult for me. 
right? And she didn't mean to be. She was just trying to establish boundaries, but what she ended up doing was creating like a rule and it became a power struggle. This is the last thing you want is a power struggle when it comes to the early phases of dating and sex. It should be fun, it should be organic, he should be excited to come back for more, right? But if he feels like you're trying to, like you have this rule book in your head and you're trying to impose your rules on him and he's pretty much set up to fail unless he does exactly what you want, well, again, you're gonna lose a lot of guys that way. And again, one could say, well, it's the wrong guys. You, you can say that, but I'm, as one of those guys, I'm going to suggest there's a lot of perfectly nice, normal, relationship-oriented men, right? They're not selfish, sicko pervs. They're just nice, normal guys who are gonna go, try to go as far as they can and will respect your boundaries, but hope that you continue to move forward instead of staying in one place for long, right? So I say, take them all the way to third base and stay there until you figure out if you want to be in an exclusive relationship and become boyfriend-girlfriend, right? That will that buys you time to figure out if he has he has character if he just wants to get laid, right? right? And it allows him some gratification, right? While he is figuring out the same thing with you. And if you say, well, the right guy is gonna just you know want to kiss me for for two months, while I figure out if I want him to be my boyfriend, there's not going to be that many right guys, is what I'm suggesting to you. I like this topic. I'd like to hear your thoughts below. Um, and I want you to please consider the idea that I'm not saying this, uh, again, as a coach for women, I'm not saying this because it's, it's, a, it's popular. I'm saying it, it because it's representative of how a lot of men feel about sex. I'm speaking for a lot of them. I'm speaking for myself, but I'm also speaking for a lot of other guys who or don't want to say this unpopular thing. So I appreciate you joining me here on the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Um, Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com. Give me your name and email address. I will send you free dating and relationship advice forever. And most importantly, right now, there's something special going on on my website. So take this to heart. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash 20 signs. That's two zero S-I-G-N-S. And you will get a special quiz on the 20 signs that you've wasted time on the wrong man and don't know how to choose the right one. It's a really eye-opening report that's going to put your past into stark, stark relief and say, oh my God, how did I get here? How did I waste so much time and make so many mistakes with guys? And it's going to give you the tools to quickly turn them around. So again, that's www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash 20 signs. Go there right now. Uh, pick up that special report. I hope you like it. Thanks for your time and energy. I will see you again on this podcast next week.